0: Head on over to morgandwilliams.com newsletter and putting your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now let's start today's show.
1: Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So, if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen. Listen on. Here's your host, Morgan Williams.
0: Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I am your host, Morgan Williams, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Yuri Verbrimchuk. Yuri is head of business growth at Woodpecker. Woodpecker is a sales automation tool which sends cold emails and follow ups automatically from your own mailbox. Woodpecker allows you to track your email opens, clicks, and detect replies, even those from different email addresses. Using Woodpecker, you can contact an unlimited number of prospects daily and build predictable
2: revenue. Yuri, it's a pleasure
0: to have you on the show. How are you doing today?
2: Hey, Morgan. Thanks for having me. I'm doing good, doing good. Hope you as well. Awesome. Very good. Can you kind of walk us through your
0: background and how it's led to what you're doing now at Woodpecker?
2: Yeah, sure. You know, it all started with the pursuit of passion. So, like, I was digging deep into myself, trying to understand what I like to do in, in life and how to make it. Like my job. And uh, during my times at being at college, I found out that I like communicating with people, like sales, raising funds, um, closing deals, just basic this kind of activity. And it all led from there, I've started looking for a job. And then there was a job offer at Woodpecker. The, the company was just starting, and it was huge risk, basically, from my side, just to, to see, like, well, I kind of have like different offers from different companies. Uh, which I already established, and there is that woodpecker which is just starting. So that was pretty interesting, like decision making process. Uh, yeah, but I chose to go to woodpecker as I it was interesting for me to start the sales like from the scratch, and to mm-hmm. build that up from there. And I've joined uh, woodpecker as a inbound sales uh, rep, like junior inbound sales rep, where mm-hmm. we're taking care of the leads that were basically interested in woodpecker. And as my journey goes here, I've switched to being from junior inbound sales to senior inbound sales rep and then to be a head of outbound sales. So I've switched basically department in the company. And for almost, yeah, for almost two years now, I've been leading outbound sales here.
0: Awesome. So you've started at the company as a junior business development executive and kind of worked up to head of business growth. What are some things that you've seen I guess you say that go into growing a company like that, coming in at the beginning and kind of working to build it up? What are some things you notice when it comes to sales and marketing?
2: Well, when we were talking about building up the company and the early stages, it's really important that sales and marketing teams are are really on the same page and they're cooperating heavily. That's something that not every company does well. That's what I've noticed here while communicating with, with different people from different companies. If we're talking about different sales like techniques like different sales department outbound sales not many companies really understand the way the outbound sales should be done for them you know outbound sales tactics and strategies differ from company to company and it's really hard to present like one pill solution for everybody and so that's kind of a job for people inside of the company to understand what's the best way to approach the ideal customers, how to present them the product, how to do that right and how to scale up that process. It's really something that it's missing. And um, I would say a lot of people try to achieve results from the start, not putting needed input when we're talking about getting the data, getting the knowledge, choosing the right people and starting from the scratch with, with every right pattern, every right ingredient and yeah, that's basically in short.
0: Cool. And when it comes to, you know, you mentioned outbound sales, a lot of companies aren't doing outbound sales the way it should be done for them. What are some of those nuances to outbound sales or what are some of those things that can make an outbound sales program different for, you know, different types of companies?
2: I would say it all comes down to thinking. You know, it's the ability of people to think and think through the processes, through the problems, maybe, basically, trying to get into the shoes of a buyer. There are all kinds of different tools outside, but tools won't do the job for you. Tools are here to supplement you. And not all the tools are great. Um, trust me, you can have two or three tools maximum and you'll be doing the great performance. You just need to understand the way you need to start thinking about getting and communicating with people what i really like the way the approach that i really use here heavily and i think it's really works well for us we try to to look for signals online which identify that the person is interested so we we basically we know the ideal customer profile to whom we should present like woodpecker but how to understand that they're in the right point of time in their lives, in the lives of their company, or in the individual point of life, like for example, some sales manager, the decision maker, how to understand that the person right now is thinking or looking for some tools or is open to change. And uh, trying to identify those signals online is really something that helped us a lot. You know, there are different ways of doing that, but it all comes down to just putting your team together, or if you're a one-person team just sitting down and just start thinking, start thinking about it. What's the best way to pull out the data from online, which will notify you about the ideal customer profile right now is the right point of time to try your tool or to recommend your tool. So that's what's been working well for me. And as well, looking for places where you can just present once and you'll receive few clients from that place. That's also pretty interesting. A strategy which really works for us you know especially in SaaS companies where the cost of subscription are low it's really hard to scale up the process that it all adds up together and the company profits from that so if you count down the cost of sales reps and then you add the amount of the new revenue they've added to the company per month if it's on the plus that's good that's really good but usually in the SaaS companies it's outbound sales doesn't make up to those numbers so how to do how to make people think and work in not to overwork but to work in the right proportions and to contact people who would bring more trials or more sales to them that's also something that we've been using here basically those two things
0: yeah and i I just want to recap that because there's a lot of good information there you mentioned you know Having empathy for the buyer and the buyer's journey, making sure that you understand and think through the steps that they're taking, right, and the yeah. problems that they need to solve before they eventually get to using your solution or a solution like yours to solve the biggest problem, or the various problems that they encounter, and that you know, tech is not a replacement for that thought process. It's more of, a, you know, accelerant, or it's more of a way to make things more efficient. But it's not a stand-in for that process. Yeah. Um, I really like what you said about looking for those type of intent signals on time. Not every prospect is a buyer. Right now, you know, some people are are never going to buy what you have, but most people, they could become customers if you're in the right prospect pool, but they may not be ready now. So, like, but having that kind of awareness and process of looking through and finding people who are more in the market right now for what you have to offer, I think is extremely important. So, I definitely agree with you on that. And um, presenting once and getting a few clients and kind of like cutting down on expenses like so you mentioned like a, you know a straight one-to-one sales model where you've got one sales rep and who is going after specific prospects and, and kind of working their book of business um, may not be the right fit for a SaaS company because of the low ticket value and cost of customer acquisition so I'm curious as to you know when you say that presenting once are you talking about you mentioned getting creative you time talking about like doing webinars, leveraging affiliates, kind of what type of ways have you guys gotten creative with, um, lowering that customer acquisition and going out and with your sales messages where you can
2: gather more than one client at, at once. Yeah. I'm just gonna give you an idea of, of how that functions like without going Mm -hmm. deep into the examples of the way we do it. It's really about being creative and approaching the right people and presenting them the right message to them. So. It all makes sense. It's authentic to them when they read your message. So for example, there could be a situation as you mentioned here about webinars. Somebody is doing a webinar about, I don't know, cold emailing Mm -hmm. and contact that person and ask, hey, uh, I noticed that you're going to do the webinar about cold emailing. Look, what if you allow me to contact the list of those people who are going to attend the webinar or you're going to mention our tool about that and we'll share with you 10% straight away from the amounts that they'll pay. And for some person that would be like, oh, well, I don't participate in affiliate programs, I'm not going to partner up with you guys, but hey, hey, it's not an affiliate program. It's just the way for us to say thank you to you. So your work is paid because we don't think that, you know, the work should be done for free. So, oh, okay, yeah, maybe I'll mention you and the person presents our tool in the webinar, and then from that tool, from that webinar, we might have 20 trials. And the person receives $100, $100 just from that. That's the way of getting to be creative. I'm not saying that we're using that, but that's just an example of the way it could be done. There are many different things of how you can get in touch into mass places, just presenting once to the right person and let the person do the job. Another example could be some huge event happening. And you're just asking for the, like you're doing the barter exchange. For example, hey guys, I'm gonna allow you to do to use my tool to use the service that we guys provide. If I just can present like little sponsorship like link for for Woodpecker trial here, that could be also. Got it. Okay,
0: makes sense. Absolutely. I want to take a step back and I, I want to get your opinion and kind of understand, kind of see where your head is at on kind of what trends you're seeing in marketing and sales technology today that either you're excited about, maybe the space that Woodpecker is in, kind of what do you see that listeners would get value out of that's trending right now that people could take advantage of?
2: Well, I can say more about sales than marketing, but a lot of people, cold email basically is a spam, if you talk about that, if it's not done right which is most of the time. Right. Uh, so the trend, people are always learning, learning how to do that. And I would say the trend would be to have to do this approach right. And a lot of companies right now are focusing on doing the, the approach through all of the platforms. Uh, it, it's not only email, but LinkedIn, uh, I don't know, Facebook, uh, calls. Combine that together, the strategy. So the trend that we certainly see is how to approach people on that care using not only email, but perhaps video, which is not a new thing, but also using leaving comments and um, giving some likes to people, and how to do that easily without you know without having to hassle hard to find every profile without looking for every post, every update from those people, which basically is really hard. And that's the trend I currently see, that people are trying to get more into AI and AI using the sales, the way it can empower them. I'm not gonna say that it's gonna replace the sales reps because, well, if you're a bad sales rep, it might replace you, but it's still not gonna take that human part from you, that your creativity, your approach your thinking processes uh, yet now i'm not going to say that it's not going to happen in the future but as for right now and that's the trend i see currently That people try to focus on how ai how can they tune up ai to the process that it helps them to make that process very efficient from the moment that you collect the prospects how to make an ai who could for example check the validity for those prospects for you and then present you the information how you can do the outreach the right way through the different platforms. Yes, the, I would say AI sales uh, is a pretty interesting topic.
0: Absolutely. Because that research process, when you're looking through a prospect list or you, right, you're looking on different platforms and kind of gathering prospects to reach out to, right? You don't want to spam, right? You want to do it in the right way. Um, you want to send thoughtful messages to people, in a sequence, right? And follow up and you want to be diligent about it. But let's be honest, it does take a lot of time. And, you know, most people you're reaching out to, right? They're not going to respond, right? So it can feel like you are wasting a lot of time or, you know, you're not deploying your time effectively if you're doing things that way. So it's definitely that balancing act that you kind of have to play when when you're doing cold outreach campaigns. Have there been any Want to know about that? You know, have there been any processes that you found helpful, or any any approaches that you found helpful when it comes to finding the right people, or following up in the right way, sending thoughtful messages? Is there anything on that that you know a listener could take and use um, in their daily kind of
2: sales outreach or follow up? Yes, that's the way that I've described earlier the, the way we think about people contacting them so we try to do when reaching out to people we basically sit down as a team everybody is wired differently in our team we have some protagonists, we have some left brain thinkers right brain we have some extroverts uh, ambiverts just basically different people and we get, try to get in sync together on the way the most authentic way to present told to the mo- to, to the person so what could be the signal for that that we already right, all right we know who is our ideal prospect for us We know that that person is ideal but how to know that that person is in the right moment of time So we're sitting down and we're trying to get into the shoes of the person by asking the questions all right what could be the person's challenge right now and how can we back it up by data you know how can data show us that this person is right now? problem is this or this problem is that so there's a lot of questions asking yourself before you're actually reaching out to the person there's a lot of research which can right now cannot actually be done by ai but i wish it could be in future because it's a huge time spent on the of making up the signal you know you don't want to have only one signal you want to have five signals six signals that you can do easily like shuffle up between them through the month and have uh, for example from 5 to 20 leads from each signal and that's the way you can scale the process because you know once you work that up you can have some new people come into company present them your ideas they'll learn if they adopt that idea they will stick and they work with you and you can scale that process but you know without making that first group of people or you yourself uh, getting used to, you know, having those daily updates on, you know, the way the process should be done with sales, you know, the what done, what work has been performed in order to achieve the goal that you guys set, and how you guys stick with that signal, you know, how you guys search for that, that's something which is really, really hard to achieve because, you know, sales, especially outbound sales, it requires a lot of discipline. You know, when you, you, basically, you basically mentioned yourself that. Um, it's very boring part, of, you know. Prospecting, you know, it's interesting to talk with the person, to exchange emotions, exchange emails, and then receive a result. And if it's a win-win result, it's great. It's the best you can have in sales. But when we're talking about when we're talking about that process of researching, it's really pain in the ass, and it's required a lot of discipline. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of like you got to figure out based on your own industry, your own prospects like your own buyers' journey you know what are the best signals to identify and you know how many signals you need to identify out there that are going to tell you and be able to to rate and understand okay um, we've seen these signals and great prospects so we know we're gonna be looking for these in the marketplace wherever we can find them you know online offline whatever and kind of will use that to kind of guide us and show us who we need to direct our attention to. So it's a, it like a lot of, you know, it has to be digging on your own and figuring
2: that out for you, for you or your own company. Exactly, exactly, but it really pays off. Like the example that I might present you right now about the signal the online that could be found and the way you can achieve results with doing less of, you know, manual hard work, but doing more of a thinking job uh, will maybe convince people to put some time into that thinking. So let's say that, that we, we, we all guys know the sales navigator. Uh, they have filters to, to look for people and they allow you to see the people who've recently changed jobs. Well, that's kind of a signal online, kind of. But what signal that is if, if basically it's everybody changes the job and how do you know the person exactly from your profile? So, all right, we've ourselves identified that the most authentic way for us to present the solution that we have is to look for people who have been working in outbound and who right now are in the decision shoes, basically who are decision makers in the companies that they recently came to. So how to find out the person is working in an outbound team for some time? We can use some filters, like past experiences, what past experiences they had. All right, we, we we know that they it's really cool if they know something about us. So we use Vault filter already, the past experience, then another filter, similar connections. Then we look for geography filter, like you know, the size of a company that we prefer those people to work at. For example, so their previous experience has been in eleven fifty company and then right now joining to a uh, two hundred company well it's not right right fit for us we want to have a keep it low, like keep a lower volume so we use another filter and we use another filter and you know, we, we narrow it down to the to for example we've started from the 1 million results on linkedin but we're finishing with only 200 people on linkedin but it's a very selected group of people that we know that right now have changed the job and perhaps that they want to prove something in their new workplace. Uh, they have the ability to decide, so why not to present them the solution like Woodpecker? I've taken you through one of the processes that, for example, right now works for us. And the way we've put a lot of time into thinking, but not a lot of time into contacting, because you know we want to contact every person individually, even though we have a tool like book Record, we want still to contact that person individually because you know crafting the message for somebody is also an art. You know, everybody is different, Absolutely. everybody receives information different, somebody likes visual information, somebody likes to be called? somebody likes short emails, some someone like hard like long emails. So it's that's also a thing to find out about person. But the thing that I'm trying to show you guys is that we've started from million people on the result from our filter, but we'll look finished to 200. And I would say, if you put the right message to those 200 people, of course, not everybody will be the right fit, because you cannot only rely to the to the tool. But I, I would assure you that you would put less time of contacting, but you'll have better results. If we're talking about the conversion rate, if you just take 200 random people from the first result, and then take compare them to 200 people from that result, that the result will be Difference will be tra- dramatic.
0: Absolutely. So you're really using that, your qualification criteria to find people who would be further down your sales funnel or further along the buyer's journey, I should say. And, you know, making sure they've, hey, they've changed jobs. So they may be wanting to find something to the company's obviously looking to make a change. They hired someone new, right? They've changed jobs. They're looking to do something different, possibly. Um, yeah. They already know what we what about outbound. We don't have to educate them on the process of outbound or, or the value of outbound. You know, they know they're familiar with our company. So it's like all these things where you're cherry picking really the best prospects to speak with. So I really like that. I want to spend some time talking about Woodpecker um, specifically. So you can you kind of tell us about the tool and like who it's a good fit for and the value it
2: brings to the market? Yeah, sure. Basically this tool is for Everybody who's trying to get more independent from the algorithms, from Google algorithms, from SEO, from ads, if you have a data that proves that some people are really perform better when your clients compare it to other groups, so you're kind of starting to understand your ideal customer profile, you'll have to contact those people because you'll, you'll see that, that they put they get a lot of funds to your company they don't make a lot of problems and uh, they stick a long time with you and those like it's natural that you'll start to want to have more clients like that so you'll start contacting them and as soon as you enter that world of contacting people you will see that there are so many contacts has to be done and uh, it, it also it, it just makes sense to automate that process so in woodpacker it, it's a tool for everybody who's looking to the ways to automate process. It could be used for one one person company. It can be used for up to 200 people company. Uh, you know, there are different panels for the bigger teams where you have different schedules where you can switch between accounts easily. Uh, or you can just stick to the one person organization where you have all of the data needed for you to understand what's happening after you send an email and how to Im- remind about yourself in, in a nice authentic way little bit about the tool but i would say in general the automation tools is something that is need to be something that needs to be understood by them it's it's just a tool it's not going to do a job for you it's just there to make it easier for you but you'll have to do the hard thinking job
0: absolutely and just like woodpecker's a tool that allows you to scale your outreach to you know, make contact with your ideal prospects and and follow up with them automatically. But you still have to put that thought into what you're going to put in the machine, what you're going to put in the system, right? You got to put your thought into, right, who you're targeting before you even put a list into Woodpecker. You got to put thought into what you're saying to each person, personalizing that message. So I really like how you made that distinction between, you know, the art and the science, uh, you know, of cold outreach and, And how people need to think about, you know, contacting other humans. Because at the end of the day, everyone's looking to do business, but you're really doing business with other people. So you need to kind of treat them like such. So I really like that.
2: Yeah, it's all about, you know, giving them that space that they really deserve. You know, it's not about being pushy because uh, I see, I don't know about Jim Morgan, but I see online that everybody's focused on how to close the sale. But not not a lot of people. A lot of people understand, try to understand the customer. If you understand the customer, it's just closing the sale. It's so authentic to the person when you present them the solution with the right words that you don't have to close it. You just you just communicate, use some understand their needs. Like you know, there can be like explicit needs of them that they have. And once you just start asking them, not closing, but just asking. Them, they'll find it so authentic, they'll find it so easy for you to communicate that they'll eventually want to choose your solution. So, you know, I think it, it makes sense to put really a lot of effort into learning the craftsmanship, like the craft of understanding people and then putting you how to use the science to help you get to more of those people. And then you just presenting your solution and just communicating with people. Awesome. I love it. Yuri, it's been great
0: getting to hear from you on how you think about outreach and how you think about sales and marketing. It's a really refreshing angle that I think a lot of people really need to hear, especially online. What's the best way for someone to get in touch with you if they're interested in speaking with you about something you've discussed today or are interested in, you know, using Woodpecker? What's the best way to reach you?
2: I'll I'll leave a link there to Woodpecker that's that is an extended trial to Woodpecker. Or just leave my email right there and just just contact me even in case you have any questions. All righty. Perfect.
0: Well, again, it was great chatting with you and, and getting to learn about your thought process and Woodpecker as well. And I uh, hope to speak with you again soon. Yeah. Thank you, more Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.